Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. So welcome Claire Norwood to the Focus on Why podcast. Thank you, Amy. Really pleased to be here. Oh, I'm delighted. And Claire is all about inspiring women who think it might be too late for them. Now, what does that mean, Claire? Well, it's it's come out of my own experience, which is having that feeling of I'm just a mum. And somehow that phrase is it almost impossible to say without the word just, which belittles, you know, so much of, of what goes into parenting. But having come out of 16 years as a full-time mother, I'm now I'm seven years into my new career in property and I've realized that it's it's almost less about the property now than about the fact that I am connected with so many women now who are poised on that that journey themselves and maybe feeling like I don't have the right, I don't have the skills, maybe it's too late. And I'm I just want to say to them no to all of that. You know, it's it's all doable. And actually you've probably got more than you think you've got to bring to the table so seven years what is it you're doing now and what have you been doing over those seven years oh I've been on a roller coaster ride of you know it's, it's felt like lots of, of failed attempts to get in into property but actually each one has been a step that's that's got me a bit further along and it, it started with some very expensive property training back in 2013 you know, I'll, I'll say the figure, you know, we spent £25,000, we got our credit card out and and did it. And I didn't regret it. You know, I threw myself into it. I learned everything I could. And I found a little opportunity through doing that, which wasn't a project. It was one of the trainers on the course um, was based in London. And I thought, well, he, he was he was a sourcer. He found investment property for um, private clients. So I thought, well, maybe, you know, I don't have the confidence to buy in London, given how much it costs. You know, maybe I'll pay him to do it. So we commissioned him. But in the process, I got so excited about what he was doing. I was saying, well, can I do that bit? And can I do that research? And can I deal with the solicitor on that? And, you know, can I request the management pack? And... And in the end, I just thought, I'm going to be really cheeky and ask him for a job. So I did. And he said, listen, you know, I'm just a little startup myself. But if you're happy not to be paid very much, you know, jump on board, really. And so even though I was only meant to do two days a week, I couldn't resist. I ended up working full time for the same very small amount of money. I wasn't too fussed. You know, I was just I felt like I was. I had a role in life. I was important. I was helping build this business. I was racing around London, viewing properties and running the numbers and taking prospective clients on tours of potential purchases. And oh my God, I had the best time. And then he came back to me and said, listen, you've got a bit of a design sensibility. Do you want to manage all the refurbs? Because 
part of it was buying the properties. The second part was now we're going to add some value to them and get some tenants in. So then I was given the job of, of working with the builders and then deciding on how it was all going to look and buying some furniture and, and accessories. And I, so I got to indulge my creative side on a very small budget. And I mean, I was earning £1,000 a month for a full-time job, which did eventually start to grate. But, you know, for, for three and a half years, I did that. And I, you know, I learned so much. I, I helped buy 30 properties, negotiate them. 15 of those are project managed, the refurb. So, you know, I learned so much. So although, you know, I always felt like I need, you know, felt like I should have been paid more. I, I can't discount the fact that I, I walked away from that role knowing so much about property and how it works. And in the meantime, I bought three of my own. <laughs> Absolutely. Using his formula. So, you know, I, I got a lot out of it. So there was a pretty good return on investment really then, wasn't it? Yes, yes, there was. I mean, yes and no. I, I had a lot of years where there was a lot of resentment around that. And, and uh, unfortunately, it came at a point, I started in the late my late 40s. As I was coming out of that job, I was heading into the menopause. And... You know, it's it's a sad fact of the menopause that, you know, it, it does hit you on many levels, emotionally, psychologically. I cried a lot at that point, you know, just I found life really difficult. And I think a lot of a lot of the situation that arose around that that role and my lack of being paid very much probably was escalated by my state at the time. It was just all a bit miserable. And it. it ended with me having a bit of a breakdown I have to be honest <laughs> I think it's really inspiring your your honesty and your vulnerability that you're showing here to just explain that it's normal this is normality this is this is the way that life works you know this is what happens to women oh, and, yeah and not just not just in the in the stages the late stages of menopause but throughout their entire lifetime of raising children and and having that battle of whether they work or not yeah, it is. It's another layer that you have to deal with. And I think I look back now and I think, my God, you know, you kept going throughout that. You, I did have, I think I had about six months where my parents had to come and practically move in with me and just look after me. But then I was like, no, that's it. I'm going out again because I was still on this mission to prove myself, which you know is what it was all about in the first place. You know, wanting to get into property. It was like. I can show that I count, that I that I matter, that I'm that I'm worth something in the world. Because as a mum, I I obviously wasn't worth anything. <laughs> so it was just back again to okay, that one maybe didn't work. Right, I'm going to go back out and try again. Prove my prove to the world and to myself that I matter. Even though, of course, we all just matter anyway, don't we? A hundred percent. Absolutely. So, so your developments that you're doing right now, just tell me what sort of projects you're, you're on at the moment. I mean, if I, if I told myself seven years ago that this is what I'd be doing, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't believe myself. Um, I'm working on two projects that combined, well, it's 30 individual properties that we're building 
Um, the GDV is estimated at around just short of six million pounds. And so that, that equates to two projects. One is nine detached houses near Exeter. And the other one is an old office in Devon that we are converting to 21 apartments. And that one will be finished, well, it was due to be finished in July. I think due to coronavirus, we're probably looking at autumn 2020. Um, and the, the, the new build probably later this year. But yeah, you know, we're, we're well progressed with both of them. And I've raised the finance with my business partner and brought it all together. Oh my God, how did I do that? <laughs> Well, it's incredible. And, you know, what a what a great story to prove to people that if you're determined that you can do whatever you want and and with all those skills that you've acquired on the way, all those soft skills that the, the actual tangible skills as well. Yes, I mean, I've learned a lot about what goes into successful developments so on a on a very kind of, you know, what you need to know level skills and and knowledge. But but more than that, I think what I've learned is that all those years of being a mum and managing our household budgets and, you know, policies that you have to set up and, and manage, you know, while my husband was away working, I was doing all of that and really not thinking that it, it was giving me much. But all of that has sort of been brought to bear in these developments by engaging with investors, communicating with them on the way through um, bringing on board professional partners who I've met through networking. You know, I, I didn't think I had any skills. I really didn't, Amy. And yet there is such a place for those soft skills, as you put it. And, and just having the emotional intelligence to know who needs to be communicated and when, because I just think property is about something happens and you go, right, who needs to know this? And you know, Helen Chorley, who, who we both know and admire greatly, is always talking about investor relations and how the best developers don't just go quiet on, the, on their investors. And I mean, I'm an investor myself. And I know when, when a, a developer communicates with you well, you feel valued, you feel like you're part of this project that you've put your hard-earned money into. So, you know, I just think, well, how would I like to be treated? You know, I'd like to get a really nicely laid out, information filled, regular update. So that's what I do. And I may not write all of it. I may not produce the the numbers. You know, my business partner is is the numbers guy and he'll give me that. But I I, I get it together from from multiple sources. And I think you need you need skills to do that you know you need to be able to get people to work with you and supply the information you need by a certain time and and that's people skills and if you've been a mum you've got those skills it's like okay those are not unimportant skills no they're, they're incredibly valuable and, and understanding how you can deploy them and transfer them into a, a business is is crucial especially in property because it is all about people and I, I think that and having those tangible skills of, of understanding how the, the marketing works, how the, the operations work, they're important. But the real communication skills, which it comes with experience, comes with knowledge and, and, and yes, I mean, it's maturity as well of understanding how people want to be treated. And it's, it's just simple rule 101. 
I, absolutely. And it's it's such a lovely kind of liberating feeling that actually you don't need to know everything. You just need to know the right people who you can then orchestrate and bring together and put into conversations as and when needed. And that's a really important role in itself. And I think a lot of developments lack that maybe that one person who connects the dots so everyone's working in isolation and then there's miscommunication and people feel left out. So, yeah, I found a role for myself that that has brought, has called upon all the skills that I thought weren't, I didn't really have or that weren't worth anything. And suddenly, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's lovely. So how does it make you feel? I mean, other than great and lovely, how does it really make you feel? Oh, I feel like I want to tell other women. And, and I think because of when we're now kind of, we've got this community growing around us. You know, we, we call it property sisters, don't we? It's, just, it's not an entity. It's just, a, a, you know, a name for a group of women who all share similar values. And I think so many of us are, are just finding ways of reinventing ourselves and, and property has given us that that platform in a way but we're all feeling like this is it it's facilitating our why in a way isn't it like my why is you know I want to show that I've got value in the world that I can produce beautiful homes for people that they'll love living in and can afford to buy and but then there's this whole other level of oh my god in the process I'm inspiring other women and I'm bringing other women up with me and we're all doing that to each other it's not just me there's this real sense of I just don't know if it's existed in the world before do you think it's like this social media world where we've all connected and we've all gone okay you like that so I can give you that and you know, and you're giving me something and we're all kind of lifting each other up. And I, I think it's an incredible thing. I, I, when I first started networking in property about four years ago, and I started to see this, this culture between the people who network, that they're very generous with their time and their knowledge. And I think that women connecting, women on women in this environment, connected at a different level. We collected an emotional level. And I think that's why we are very... Um, uh, very keen just to see one another succeed because we we've seen the struggles that we go through from the perspective of being mums or perspective of being um, challenged in the work environment and I think that we we don't have those barriers amongst us and so that means that we we are rising faster and we progress faster it's true I think I think by sharing our vulnerabilities we we respect each other more but well, I was talking to you about this earlier, but, you know, having spoken to a very well-respected property developer, you know, he's, he's been around for decades and he's seen it all. And he was just saying that when he sees other developers admitting when they don't know things, asking for help, you know, for him, that that is a sign of strength and he would like to see more of that, you know, more of developers, not just sort of going, no, I know it all, you know, a bit of arrogance, which I think, you know, property developers have historically been kind of quite arrogant alpha males, haven't they? And there's this new breed of women coming up who are not afraid to say, actually, we don't know and we need help. 
And certainly my investors have made it clear that that's what they like about investing with us, that we're not, we don't know it all. You know, yes, we do sometimes make mistakes and we'll we'll share those those things that have gone wrong with our investors. And some, you know, quite often our investors have something to bring to the table and they can help. We've got lawyers, we've got people with construction experience who actually go, oh guys, you know, I've got an idea here. So rather than just kind of batten down the hatches and go, no, no, we're fine, we're fine. Shit, you know, what are we going to do? Because we can't admit it's like this new way of doing business where you can go, no, we're having we're having struggling here, guys. You know, let, let's all put our heads together and, and work it out. And it, oh my God, it feels so much better to do business like that. And it's just, it seems to be, I don't know, like happening all around us. I suppose like attracts like, doesn't it, within our community? I think, I think so. And I think it's not just property that this is becoming prominent in, it's in other industries as well. It, it, it is definitely the emotional intelligence that's coming through and the different way of operating and also the, the lack of ego getting in the way. Uh, and I think that there's, there's a huge amount of, of wealth of, of knowledge that can be shared amongst different industries and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get this podcast out was because I the, the different type of industries I'm, I'm hearing and speaking to people from all different areas of you know from finance from coaching from from property from from health from from mindset there's there's so many different areas and, and what that shows me is that we can share this knowledge with each other freely that mm-hmm. will benefit all of us all of us that's what's so important exactly and I think there's a real hunger for people to be more honest about some of the bad stuff that's that's happened to us all like you know investments gone wrong I think there's a real well there's a lot of stories around now about mentorships that haven't been all they've been cracked up to be I you know, I, I don't know if you want to talk me to talk about it, but I've had a you know a particularly bad experience myself with a mentor, um, and I think by by sharing that, you know, we, we can prevent other people from making the same mistakes, and and it's social media as well. It's like we're all fed up of the shiny, polished, filtered smoke and mirrors version of of everything people want to see the they want to see you without your makeup on and they want to see you on a building site and explaining why something went wrong but how you're going to deal with it you know we all know that property isn't it's just one problem after another isn't it that's what it is is problem solving absolutely yeah I mean, I, I'm still not doing it well enough. And I'm, I've even been training people on social media recently to do this. But it's like by, by, by being honest about your mistakes or your learnings, everyone benefits. And, oh, you know, I spoke to a property host recently and told him about my experiences with, with this mentor who, you know, I lost an awful lot of money as a result. And he wants me to share my experiences so I'm going to go on his virtual event later this year and, and talk about it openly with with Helen actually but he was saying Claire you know it will only it will boost your credibility it won't detract from it and I think we're all so hungry to know that we're not alone in in having made mistakes and poor judgment you know I, I 
I'm so trusting. You know, I've just, I've gone along through my seven years of property just thinking everyone is just lovely and everyone can be trusted. And, and I think everyone does mean well, but I've learned that there's a, there's a reason why lawyers exist and why due diligence gets done. And, you know, why Helen says that there's no such thing as being a passive investor, you know, oh, I've learned so much. But by sharing the, the painful experiences behind my learning, I think, you know, it'll, it benefits everybody, doesn't it? And there's a huge amount of value in, in what you're saying. And it's it's very important that you recognize that because those mistakes do serve you in in life. And we've we all make mistakes. And and I think that the the brain, I was writing something recently, but the brain is very much a success mechanism. It likes to, it thrives on success. But actually, if you retrain the brain to think of, of attempts, of tries as being the successes, and that, that gives you the feedback that you need every time you try something new your brain sees that as a success mechanism and that's the way you can retrain the synapses to work and just be so you are looking for new experiences you're looking to try new things learn new things take them on board and not think it's I mean it's a difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset so it is and and also just like I realize now I'm surrounded by so many positive people they won't they just won't allow for negativity. So I've learned to, to reframe so many bad things that have happened. Actually, something really good has come from every single one of them. And, you know, even like with coronavirus, you know, there's a lot of bad that's come of it. But, you know, looking back at our one of our projects that we just got the show homes launched. We got some. We got twelve off-plan reservations coming in, and and then the coronavirus comes along and shuts it all down. And for a moment, I did go into negative thinking, which is, how could this happen? Just as just when things were going so well, and then I was like, no, let's swap this around. Thank God it's happened now, just when things were going so well, because our banks are looking at us going. Well, if we're going to stick with any of our projects, we're going to stick with them because they've got such a good track record. They were clearly managing it well. You know, so I'm like, oh, actually, no, it, it was it happened exactly the right way. <laughs> it's all mindset, isn't it? Oh, 100%. So, I mean, you talked about your your recent journey and you talked about being a mum. What was it you were doing before even children? I always felt like all my friends were off on corporate career ladder you know I had a friend who was magazine editor and another one who went off into the music industry and did big things and I was just like a bit of this a bit of that I did publishing then I did marketing then I did PR and I I just thought I was useless at all of them because I'm so shy Amy I was so lacking in confidence so I probably had the ability to have gone far in any of them but I just always thought no I'm rubbish I'm no good I'll stop and and do something different and then I met my husband in my mid-20s and he'd just come out of art school he had no money he was very kind of just thought you know he's going to be a filmmaker and he didn't he wasn't money-minded and he was like what would you just love to do and I was like I just want to make shoes (laughs) So he's like, well, why don't you? So I 
I basically saved up for six months and went back to Cordwainers College and learned to be a shoemaker. And we both lived on nothing for a few years. Just It just felt romantic and no children. And I was being a shoemaker and I was basically working around town with all these Greek Cypriot shoemakers, John Lobbs in Mayfair. And I was down in the basement kind of learning how to make patterns and sew uppers and... And I got myself a little um, workshop in Islington and I started getting private clients and then all my shoes started being in vogue and L and I wasn't making any money. (laughs) It seemed good at the time. And I was producing shoes for catwalk shows like Alexander McQueen, Catherine Hamnett, made a pair of shoes for David Bowie. But but there was it was a business model that had no foundations really it was just me working really hard for no money (laughs) and and then I got pregnant and it somehow just seemed like a way out because I couldn't see how to make anything of it because I didn't feel that I could charge proper money because I've never felt that so actually being a mum which I'd always wanted to do it just felt like it came at the right time if I'm honest um, so I just threw myself into motherhood and went hell for leather on that. That's been my my life, really. I just, it's I, I find something, I'm like, this is it. And I go mad, crazy into it and to, to the exclusion of everything else, really. And then I did the same with motherhood. I, I became like this mad earth mother <laughs> for like 16 years because I wanted to prove myself in that. But, you know, they're all chapters in your life, aren't they? Oh, 100%. And when you look back and you see how committed you were, that shows a dedication of character. That, that, and that's what people see in you right now. Yes, maybe that's it. You know, when, when I get my teeth into something, I give it everything. Yeah. I can't do things by halves at all. And I, everything I've done, I've loved so much. Like now, property doesn't feel like work. I literally love it. I love everything about it. I don't enjoy the PGs. I do not like going to bed every night knowing that I've signed those bits of paper, but kind of comes with the territory. And and I, I, you know, I think I'm learning resilience as well. You know, that you learn that you do get through these things or even the bad things end. And I think the more times you can come through the bad things and go, well, I'm still alive and I've learned this. I certainly won't do it again. And I'm going to tell every as many people as I can so that I stop them doing the same thing. That's the way everything works, isn't it? I got to 56 and I suddenly realized that's how the world works. Stuff happens, you deal with it and you move on. And you're so giving in everything you do. You're so generous in your your time and and your and your your knowledge and in a sense. And and I think it's it's been such a, a pleasure being part of the Property Sisters and 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 working and seeing you work alongside you. It's just it's awesome. And I'm so proud to have all of you in my tribe, or not my tribe. I mean, it, it's our, our tribe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just so special because I think we we are always learning well every day is a school day you know we I, I learned loads of things recently from you on Instagram that I didn't know existed so that was great it's always useful to have new tool sets and and use that but I think that what I really see and what I've uh, 
this podcast has really shown me is just how you are so strong in what you do and yet you don't necessarily see your superpowers yourself I think I'm beginning to get it (laughs) I'm a very slow learner but I think that what I've learned is you can keep reinventing yourself if you've got like you said Amy that growth mindset so like with social media a few years ago I haven't got a clue but I'm like I am gonna learn this and when I did my values recently, I, I somehow ended up with relevance. I want to stay relevant. And I and sometimes I feel like I'm a bit of a teenager on Instagram. You know, I, I'm really too old to be doing this. But no, I'm enjoying it. I love my gifts and I love showing other people how to do it. And I love learning these new skills. And there's always something new to learn and share with everyone. And, and I just, I keep getting excited about life, basically. I I would just love to think that at some point some money could come back because, you know, to the outside world, everyone goes, oh, Claire, you know, you're doing so well, you're so successful. I'm like, well, my bank account still doesn't show that. But property's a bit of a long game, isn't it? 100%, yeah. I'm I'm fully expecting in in a year or two to go, oh, my God, I did that. So, oh, and it will happen. I, I definitely guarantee that. It's, I wouldn't put a PG on it, but no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. And actually, um, I should add part of that. Yes, I want to see the money in my account, but to pay our investors back will give me even more pleasure. You know, just to go, we, we actually did it. We delivered. I mean, just to give them their capital back would make me over the moon but anything on top of that is going to be this huge bonus and oh I'll be deliriously happy when that day comes well I just want to say thank you so much for inspiring the women who think it's too late because I think this whole podcast has been all about that and it's something that's very very close to my own heart I always say it's never too late to be what you might have been I'm a midlife beginner as are you and there's much more to life than uh, and just sort of letting things go and thinking it's too late oh my goodness look what we've both achieved in these years honestly it is never too late yeah and you just need to find your tribe your community and they they scoop you up and before you know it you're on you're on your way absolutely so what would be your key message I mean other than being scooped up by your tribe (laughs) what, what would you say to people right now if if you're thinking about getting into property just really think about the skills that you've got and don't discount them because even those soft skills are they are more important than you realize in property and all the hard skills you can find professional partners to to bring that to the table so you you can be the glue that that holds projects together and connecting with the right people it's just a matter of time. Once you slot into those networks, it all happens because like attracts like. And it's just getting out of your comfort zone just enough to put your hand up and connect with a few people and the ball starts rolling and suddenly it's all happening. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson, And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. 
Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.